This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Jack Polo of Mock Media. ASB Marketplace is the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you the service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And, of course, there's ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a tube site that has full-length BDSM videos for free. The site is built on WordPress and is three years old. They are currently the only free tube providing premium BDSM videos. They regularly add user requests and user-provided content after moderation. The owners started the site out of frustration because there was nothing else out there like it and he wanted to visit such a site. It soon became popular on Reddit and business soared. The owner has decided to move on to other ventures outside the adult industry. The site's visitors come back again and again due to its uniqueness. They have over 13,000 premium videos, and most of them are 30 minutes or longer. With more videos and categories, the site can do even better. Most of the traffic is from Tier 1 countries. There is no advertising for the site. All of the traffic is either type-in or from SEO. This is a great opportunity for someone with existing traffic. Only $269,000 U.S. dollars. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Jack Polo of XXX Playground. Jack, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Jack is the founder and CEO of Mock Media. Their premier brand is Triple X Playground. Now, Jack comes from a 30-plus year background in music production. He transitioned in 2014 into the adult industry. He devotes his time to developing effective tools for couples looking to build stronger bonds and take their relationship to the next level of intimacy. Triple X Playground is a platform for adults who have something in common, their love for venturing into new heights when it comes to their sexual intimacy. Triple X Playground is a fun-filled game that can be played amongst couples and with a third person or in a group. It will provide an opportunity to explore different sexual realms and suggestively take you to a sexual height you might have needed help discovering. It's located at triplexplayground.com. This holistic tool was created with the intention of perfecting a medium where adults can bask in uninhibited sexual communication, all the while bridging the gap and eliminating awkwardness, 
criticism and judgment. As a result, building stronger, healthier bonds filled with love and trust. The game is ideal for any intimate adult relationship or environment. They pride themselves in being the guide to the pursuit of sexual pleasure. Sorry, Jack, that's all we have time for today. Um, <laughs> I said, Jesus, he, he you weren't sure pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you weren't you were you weren't sure that was a that was a joke, huh? Okay, yeah. So, um, you obviously have a very vast background. So, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself, where you come from, and your background? As you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I have thirty plus year background in music, uh, music mm-hmm. production to be exact, as well as audio engineering. So that was my uh, my forte per se for the last thirty years, um, thirty plus years, and then I switched over in about two thousand and fourteen, mm-hmm. and I decided, you know, I, it my music, my, even my passion for music, kind of uh, ran its course, and sure. I wanted to venture into something new, something that I was very familiar with, mm-hmm. um, and I decided to go into the uh, communication sector of up for adults uh, from reading mm-hmm. so many books on psychology and mm. and just uh, the, the process of how women process and how men process and and couples mm. and going to couples therapy myself mm. within uh, several relationships I I gained a, uh, a lot of knowledge throughout the years and I realized that there were there was a need for a certain uh, a medium um, for couples to kind of put their guards down to be able to um, learn how to communicate more effectively. Interesting. And due to technology, I think that we are hindered with that even more. Mm-hmm. So even though it makes it easier to communicate or faster right. as far as the instant gratification, mm-hmm. I think the getting to know a person and that that whole, you know, that intimate uh, sector of communicating is kind of lost. And I think that yes. uh, there there's a need for those type of tools to have healthier relationships overall and just teach each other how to learn one another, uh, what to look for. And I thought that the ideal platform would be um, a universal language that everyone spoke. And I thought sensuality would be that. So I created tools within that sector. That's cool. I, I, I I did know an East coast accent. Yes. I'm from New York, uh, born and raised in, in Corona, Queens and mm. uh, raised in Jackson Heights, Queens. Okay. For the uh, most part of my life, I was raised in Queens. And as of recently, I moved out to the West Coast and now I'm in uh, Laguna Niguel, Ooh. like by, right by Laguna Beach. It's beautiful nice. out here in Orange County. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, so, yes, so, yes. So, you're, so you're enjoying the West Coast, huh? I'm enjoying it. I'm loving the West Coast. It's just, it's just so much more peaceful out here. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can really, really get into uh, your creativity out here um, yeah. without with minimal distractions, if you will. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the winters are much nicer. Well, it's winter now, and it's what sixty <laughs> degrees. <laughs> so that's pretty funny, right? <laughs> you wear Indeed. a little sweater, and you it's, forget about the big triple goose or anything like that. You don't need that anymore. No, exactly. It's just in a storage. That sounds good. Sounds good to me. Now, tell me about yeah. your uh, your career as a music producer. Okay, so as a music producer, um, I actually I've been in music since the age of nine. Wow. Um, as a DJ, and I started DJing, and at that time we used to make what was called mixtapes. So yeah, I um, 
I started making these mixtapes and then there were these battles that we would have in different neighborhoods and we would battle for equipment. Right. And rapidly I became pretty popular because I was pretty good and I was winning all my battles and I was winning so many records and turntables <laughs> and mixers from other DJs. Uh, um, about 16 years old, I went to audio engineering school. I went to Center for the Media Arts and I got a degree mm. in audio engineering and wow. my mentor, James Mason, taught me how to produce music. Yeah. So I started producing and that just turned into me getting a job at Power Play Studios, which is a legendary <laughs> hip hop studio. Yeah. And I got signed to Sony Epic Records within six months wow. as an artist uh, under a group called SSL, Smoking Suckers with Logic. <laughs> and we released our debut album in 2000, I mean, excuse me, 1993. In mm-hmm. 1993, and uh, it did it did okay. The, the The group broke up shortly after that. I became a independent producer. I did a lot of work for the label and for many other labels. And then I became a uh, I formed an actual music production company, mm-hmm. and uh, I did that for many years up to about 2010. Then I took a hiatus for two or three years, and I came back and I said, you know what, I don't want to do music anymore. Hmm. Um, I, I was just burnt out from the whole music thing and just so many, how it affected my personal relationships and mm-hmm. all the trials and tribulations that I went through personally because of putting, uh, my music career in the forefront. I guess I was in sure. my selfish stages and, mm-hmm. and so, but something, the silver lining was that I learned so much about communicating effectively right. and I took that information and I, uh, I was actually dared to create a board game that would be uh, suffice to the needs of me and my girlfriend at the time. Hmm. And uh, she dared me, and I was up for the challenge. So I created it, and the way I create from coming from musical background, I create like a grid, like patterns and grids and numbers, so no one hmm. could understand my formula. And then I kind of shelved that. And then we get to 2014 and I'm like, you know what? I should manufacture a prototype and see if this mm-hmm. thing is actually going to really work. And so I did. And in 2014, I made my, actually 2013, I made my first prototype and I started having fun with it. And I mm-hmm. started inviting girls over. I was single and <laughs> I would play the game with different people and I'd get raving reviews about the game and everyone wanted a copy of the game or to buy the only copy that I had. Hmm. So I, I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. And from that um, came around 2014, I started doing form, like uh, like informal gatherings of friends and friends of friends. And I would it would be hors d'oeuvres and like tequila and like even some weed smoking or whatever. And then... Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I would say, hey, guys, can I have your attention? And I would do a PowerPoint presentation. And there would be people that were heterosexual, bisexual, homosexual. Mm-hmm. It was all types of people there. And right. I would have these uh, questionnaires that I would hand out. And I would get feedback about mm-hmm. what they saw, the game board that I unveiled and the PowerPoint presentation that I did. What did they think? So right. that was my whole point. I wanted to see what people thought about the game. And I got a lot of great creative criticism. And from that, 
I made uh, adjustments and then I made another prototype and so on and so on. And to the point where in 2017, I was offered funding. And then we set forth to figure out a marketing strategy and everything. But by then, I had already developed about 30 products. And, Jeez. and on paper, I developed about uh, I, 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 two other services that I haven't launched yet. Hmm. So it's a brand. It's not just a game right now. And this game is not just a game. This game right. is an experience. Hmm. You know, you buy this game and it's never the same play twice. Um, sure. There are 400 cards on the, in, in the game. Wow. And, um, and there are refill packs as well. So if you can imagine, like, when when a couple gets this game, um, I made a key that the woman always feels secure and feels safe. And in that sense, uh, the woman sets the environment. She handpicks the card she feels comfortable playing with, and she puts the rest to the side. This way, she sets the soft limits and the hard limits in playing nice. the game. Nice. And at the same time, it's still random because it depends on what color you land on the board that you have to either pick the cards or, or roll the dice. That being said, it's still, there's that spontaneity. And I took all the trivia out of the game. I didn't want any trivia because that's the last thing that people are looking for when they're flowing, if you know what I mean. So I left it a, a lot of action and even the cop-out cards or the black cards for answering a quick question. Those questions are, I have... They've been edited at least 18 times, you know, <laughs> by all walks of life as well, to make sure that they were non-offensive and that they were something that uh, would be easy to answer, yet informative. Because mm. the whole point is about couples learning each other, learning what their interests are, what they would like from the other without having to ask for it and, and make it awkward because of a fear of judgment or criticism, mm -hmm. mainly from the woman's part, but not not solely sometimes yeah. men are afraid to ask for what they desire as well yeah um yeah so it goes both ways so i thought in this way this was a, an incredible tool to help couples bridge that gap in communication yeah it sounds so like then, it. yeah and from that and it just organically grew into the marketing plan for the entire concept of this product because then i said you know what this is more than just a game yeah. You know, and then, and then I said, this is a communication tool. And that's fantastic because we don't have any communication tools on this level of sensuality and sexuality on the market right. today. And in, in the same respect, um, it's, it's never the same thing twice. You know what I mean? So yeah. you get to learn your partner and you get to grow with it. You know, you get to grow with the game. I've sold like 1,500 units, a little more than that. Thus nice. far, I have zero returns, Z zero returns and raving reviews. That's We've awesome. Been nominated for, um, you know, game sex game of the year by right. um, Amni Xbiz, as you know, mm -hmm. and hopefully we win. But, you know, even if we don't, yeah, you know, that's OK. Yeah, uh, because right now, um, as it is, we're getting a lot of traction. We're getting uh a lot of people that want to buy into this company right now, but you know, I'm, I'm holding off because I, I want to, I want to bring the company to a certain level. I can see being offered the right amount of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, trying to yeah. buy it, sell it out. I would yeah, like you don't to want to leave. You don't want to leave money on the table. There's no two ways about it. Well, I, tell my, I, don't want I tell my clients that all the time. Yeah. 
I don't want to do that, but I don't want to sell out either. I mean, I have I'm my products. I stand behind them because I believe in them with with all my passion. So sure. if I was to give this up to somebody right now, they wouldn't know what to do with it. They didn't yeah. create it. You have to wait for this uh, to unravel to a solid brand uh, to a point where people just it's synonymous with uh, the best sex game you can buy on the market. Triple X Playground. I, not because I said it, but because the, you know, the masses have said it, you know, yeah. because the people have spoken and that's well, the yeah. point I want to get to. And right. like I said, this is only our first product, right? So we have a whole lot of products coming down the pipeline. That's awesome. So you, yeah, you obviously are passionate. What motivates you? Okay. So, I mean, what motivates me in general? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I learned, well, what motivates me is when I take on a project, I'm so meticulous with things that I want to make sure I dot my eyes, I cross my T's. I set groups of milestones and I give myself a timeline. And I know that when I finish that group of milestones, I have I have reached a goal. But sure. I know that there are many goals to reach. And so mm-hmm. I'm very adamant about reaching these goals. I work very hard at this. I'm 24-7 with this company and <laughs> with this brand. Um and I mean, other than that, I guess what people usually say, which I, I mean, I'm a father of four, so mm. my children motivate me. My sure. children know what I do. You know, it took them a while to figure it. They're like, dad, you've been doing music your whole life. Now you're doing this. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and one thing I know for sure is that sex always sells. Right. But in mm-hmm. the same respect, there's a lack of communication. Sure. So when you put that together, it sounds like a, like a golden recipe to me. You know, it just yep. makes sense to me. This really makes sense to me. So that's what motivates me, that I want to help people. And mm-hmm. I want to I want to help relationships. Yeah, I've been in relationships that I wish would have worked. Yeah. I've been in relationships that I kind of messed up. Yeah. That I kind of messed up myself. <laughs> and so, and I learned from those things. So if I yeah. could, you know, that, cl- that cliche saying, if you could turn back time, there is no turning back time. Time is nope. infinite. It keeps going. Yep. But what you can do, is gain wisdom from your biggest mistakes. And that's mm-hmm. what I work on. And that's what I try to help people with that uh, through through my tools that they can, I could help them have longer lasting relationships, better relationships, maybe even forever, you know? That's awesome. Like, yeah. And that's pretty, the, the, pretty much the purpose. Great. And that's what motivates me. You know? mm-hmm. So, so why did you choose to get into adult entertainment? Well, you know, I was doing music for 30 plus years and, Mm -hmm. you know, I did get nominated uh, for a Grammy and I didn't win. And in that, in that industry, it was so cutthroat and uh, I just got so tired of it. Plus I didn't have the soft skills that you would need to be successful in that industry at that time. And so it just, it's all about timing, right? So it just wasn't meant to be because I gave music my entire life until Mm -hmm. about the age of 45 Mm -hmm. and I'm 52 years old, by the way. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I, I said, okay, I, I did, you know, I've done, I've dabbled in my own, you know, leisure activities, if you will, you know, drinking Mm -hmm. and smoking or whatever. So I'm like, all right. I did music, you know, rock and roll. I did, you know, I, some drugs in my life. Okay, now I don't, right? I smoke a little weed, that's it. And then I'm like, 
but I never did like anything in sex. So sex, drugs, <laughs> and rock and roll, as cliche as that may sound, I'm a musician <laughs> at heart. And I'm like, right. I got that game that I created. Yeah. So why don't I enhance that and work on that? Mm-hmm. And so that drove me to work on the aesthetics. Right. And then, you know, I just, I like nice things. So I said, I've got to make this plush. I got to make mm-hmm. this game look phenomenal so that it just, there's no competition aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And then I got to show people how good the game plays, like the game flow. And that will take some, you know, educating, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. And so that's really what got me into it. I said, you know what, what turned it, what began, what began as a fun task became an obsession, which developed into a brand in my head on paper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I really have something here. And then I spoke to some, uh, like, some financiers and people like that, not for funding, but just for their opinions because they're successful businessmen. Right. And they were blown away. Hmm. I mean, uh, this is on maybe three or four different occasions. I spoke to four different groups of people, Mm -hmm. and they were blown away by the idea, the concept, and just the passion, the drive that I had to make this a reality. Mm -hmm. They were like, this is going to take off. And I'm like, really? So. I respect them intellectually. And I said, you know, they're very successful businessmen. I said, you know what? This is, I got something here. And so I just dove into it full fledged and I haven't, sure. I haven't looked back since. That's, that's awesome. really, that's really what drives me to do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how did you originally come up with the concept of triple X playground? Originally, like I said before, it was a dare. I was there. Oh yeah. You meant, you mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. I, I was okay. there. So I, I went on a couple of dates with this girl and, you know, we would go to sex shops. We'd come out of the club, maybe tipsy, right. and go to a sex shop to get some toys or whatever. And we'd always pick up a game just for, I guess, shits and giggles. And they mm-hmm. sucked. The games weren't good. They weren't. They were <laughs> poorly made. Right. There was no psychological approach whatsoever. Uh, they weren't well thought out. And the graphics were horrendous. And the way... Yeah. The quality was just flimsy. It was more like a gag that you give at like, uh, you know, a bridal shower or something. Yeah, and I was like, this party, is not, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not cool. And so that's where the challenge came from. And I was like, hmm. yeah, I'll do that. And um, and so I I set out to do it. And like I said before, then I I shelved it, and then I I went back a couple of years later, and I looked into it and started working on the graphics. And and I hired like one of the best graphics designers that I know in New York to help mm-hmm. me. And we worked on it for like six months. Like I, everything was no, no, no. until finally he figured what I was trying to ex- convey to him mm-hmm. that I was looking for. And, um, and the rest is history. I mean, mm-hmm. after that, you know, we, I, I have actually four different games. So this is mm-hmm. only the first one. Right. The other three came naturally. Yeah, get into a little more information about the whole creative process and and take it from thinking about the concept to the actual launch where you're selling it and, and the steps along the way. Like I said, I conceptualized the thought on um, like a grid, a mathematical grid. Right. And then I started thinking, okay, I can't make this game too complex. I have to keep it very fundamental, very basic. And then I also thought, okay, it's a sexual game in nature, so I can't disturb the flow either. So trivia is completely out. And then I said, okay, it has to stay exciting, exciting, and it has to be to the point where 
some of the cards are obscure, like, whoa, we've never done that. You have to just let your imagination run wild and <laughs> really think of some really off the off the charts thoughts of things to do, get creative. Right. And so I did. I created coupons, I created, you know, you know, implemented toys and <laughs> vegetables and fruits and, you know, uh, dressing up and, yeah. you know, sky's the limit. I mean, right. the, the game I created from passion all the way up to like a full, like orgy, if that's what you, if that's what you're into, mm -hmm. you don't have to go there, but if that's what you're into, it's there, the cards right. are there right. and you get a taste of everything. So right. it comes with 400 cards, you know, their refill packs as well that, like that are elaborate yeah. on certain, yeah. on certain, Right, like if you want a voyeur pack, for for instance, sure. you can buy a voyeur pack hmm. just to watch and things like that. So, hmm. okay. um, so after I created uh, the aesthetics of the actual board itself, I, I said, you know what, um, I want to keep it fundamental. So I said, what are my favorite childhood games? And I started thinking, and I said, everyone's done Monopoly, and that's just oh, played yeah. out. And I kept thinking, and then I'm like, wait a minute, this is, I got it. Because I, originally, the original name of the game was going to be Slip and Slide. Hmm. And then I knew how cheesy that name was, but it was just yeah. something that I made a direct correlation to sex. So I right. said, and so I designed Slip and Slide. I thought about shoots and ladders. And hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that's it. And <laughs> so I started developing around that because originally I said I wanted to be like a checkerboard, simple squares. I don't want it to look like a maze. Hmm. I just wanted to go back and forth and you climb up. And you get to the to the hundredth space. So I knew I wanted a hundred spaces, and uh, and then I, when I thought about shoots and ladders, I said this is perfect because I could make a woman, you know, gyrating and a male pulling on a chain around her neck, bringing it up. So when it's being pulled, <laughs> you go up, and when, when she's gyrating, then it's you slide down. So that gave it the ups and downs. Right. So I said, okay, this is going to make it fun. Because at the end of the day, the objective of the game is to bridge the gap in communication, kill the sure. awkwardness and sure. the judgment, right? right? Right. It's not about who wins. Everyone's mm -hmm. a winner when they play the game. Okay. So the point, so it didn't matter to get to the space 100. So going up and down just made it more fun. Okay. And then I said, okay, uh, but if they're playing this game, they're naturally more than likely having a drink. Although I am not promoting alcohol. At the end of the day, most likely you'll have a drink. So I said, why don't I make it spill-proof? So I silicone-based the actual board. So it's smart. It's kind of sp spill-proof. And smart. then I said, okay, I have to have a wide range of sexual options. And everything I could think of, it took me literally five years to come up with the perfect cards. Hmm. of About 18, maybe even more so edits. Yeah. I asked every girlfriend that I had. I had as every male friend that I knew to help me edit these cards. Hmm. And um, and finally, I got to the point where it was what we thought was perfect. You know, mm. we meaning me, myself, and I, right? Because I've done, <laughs> I created this entire thing. All three of you. And so, yeah, all three of us, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> sorry. And so at that point, I said, okay, I need to have the dirtiest dice. Not just dirty dice. And I've gone into how many shops and seen dice and I can't stand them. You know, squeeze bun, lick mm -hmm. nipple. Like, no, that's not starting the party. That is really corny. And so I, I said, I, they have to be naughty. 
very naughty. So I created like these very naughty dice. And then I said, okay, so we have the dice, we have the cards, we have the board. Then I said, okay, this is like what do, three games. What, what do naughty dice look like? I'm kind of curious. What do naughty dice look like? Okay, well, I since we're to have since right this since this me. is an audio audio interview, right? Okay, well, naughty dice look like the position dice is uh, for both play all players, right? And so you have a wild, which means you get to pick whatever position. Right. You have a right on top. Mm-hmm. You have a doggy style. Mm. You have a missionary. Then you have a sixty nine, and you have a cowgirl. And these are so dice. those are the posi- yeah these this is the position <laughs> die right I love so it, it tells you those are uh, the pretty common positions right right so you can only put six it's a six sided uh, dice so those are <laughs> the ones I went with and then there's his dice and there's her dice so when it's a male's turn he rolls the male dice with the position dice when it's the woman's turn uh she rolls the f- the female dice with the position dice interesting and this is how you determine what's to be done now this ah. happens when you land on a white square okay whenever you land on a white square it's time to roll the dirtiest dice and Love so it. for instance i'll roll the dice right now as if i was a female okay so, and it says missionary and it says fuck me with toy missionary so there this is go. what the male would do, and that's what he would do, and that's a an idea of what the dice would say. So they're pretty, okay. you know, to the point, um, yep. but they're not kitty dice. You know, there's a there's a suck his cock, there's a fuck my pussy, there's wild, there's fuck my and it's dot dot dot, there's <laughs> a eat my pussy, and there is a, let me see, oh fuck me with toy. So those are the options, mm-hmm. and the male dice are pretty much the same, but just right. the other way. So Got it's it. fuck her with toy, you know, yeah. suck my cock, like that, and it keeps going. Yep. So it makes it for dirty dice because they don't really have dice that that are that straightforward mm-hmm. to the point of doing a sexual, more more kind of a teasing type of thing. These are right. more of an action taking. Right. And then when you it, say, for instance, if you roll the number die which is a, a 10 position number die. It's a diamond shape. Right. Um, so if you roll it and you land on a red square, you pick a red card. And mm-hmm. if you land on a, a rose square or like a peach colored square, then you pick that color card. And then you do the action that is written on there for you to take action with. Got it. And that's pretty much the gist of the game. Okay. But in that sense, the game takes all the blame. So we <laughs> trademark, blame it on the game. I like that. Because basically this way, you know, it takes you out of your comfort zone to request these things. But when you're playing the game, you already agreed to play this game. So it's whatever the game says to do, right? At that right. point, there's no judgment. There's no criticism. It's out the window. Mm-hmm. The awkwardness is out the window. And Got it becomes it. more enticing mm-hmm. than anything. Sure, sure. So yeah. Now, why why did you? Oh no, sorry, interrupt. Why did you uh, create products for couples as opposed just to uh, for individuals? That's a good question. I mean, playing games is just so much more fun when you're taking turns. Sure. So that that's exactly what struck my interest in going in the couple route as opposed to individual route. Right. Um, and then this. There's so many beneficial factors in masturbation 
Mm-hmm. But it's so much more fun to watch your your partner, a person you're 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 into, either you lust or you're in love with, and to watch them masturbate. It it's really arousing, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that. You know, right. women are ashamed. Uh, it, sometimes, it, like if a boyfriend or a new guy that right. she's just started, they fights a, finds a toy on her or, or catches her masturbating, or if a guy gets caught masturbating, you know, either to porn or to like. Uh, pictures of her you know it becomes awkward right of course but with this game it becomes a norm it becomes actually an add-on to your sexuality it in it it just takes your your sexuality to new heights because now the shame is out the door right you know it's kind of that like when you know how comedians when they they joke about themselves Mm mm-hmm so they leave no room for no one to really ridicule them, of course, because they're, of course. they're joking on themselves. It's that kind of approach. If, yeah, when yeah. you take all the stereotypes and all the, you know, just you know the standards, the norms out the window, then inhibitions just start fading away. They just fizzle away, sure. and you become more open, closer to your partner. And so, I mean, really, yeah. that's really what took me to finishing the game. And then uh, mm-hmm. I was approached with, by someone. Mm-hmm. That uh, was very interested in my concept, and they were like, "Hey, why don't we really do this and make this high end like you want, and let's put it out?" And I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Let's do it." That's awesome. And so we did. We so we did. So, what's your target audience for Triple X Playground? Oh, my target audience is you know I know that the legal age is 18, right? You know, I I I just feel more comfortable at 21. Mm-hmm. So I say 21 to 55 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that my niche is also uh, a part of that answer it would mm. be both male and women, mm-hmm. but not only heterosexual. Right. My game board comes with nine game pieces. One of them is a, a double genre, uh, okay. gender rather, yeah. gender. So right. it's a male, female piece. If you don't want to claim either, you, mm-hmm. you, I want everyone to feel comfortable. And right. then the refill packs are, you know, catered to bisexual, bicurious, or homosexual, mm-hmm. or even people that are into like BDSM and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it sky's the limit. This yeah. this is the one game that you buy, and it it, it covers all the bases. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, what's your plan of action for getting this brand? um to spread throughout the world wow so globally right now we're domestic uh, at the moment and um we just we just actually partnered up with a huge huge entity and a well-reckoned individual um in the adult facet if you will so it's ray j mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you've heard of ray j I no, he, I, I have I have not, but I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Ray J, who started the Kim Kardashian video, he starred in it with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ray J, Ray J, Brandy's uh, brother. Okay. Yeah, so he actually has a, a a huge sex show that's about to air okay. soon on one of the networks, and so we got product placement with him. Oh wow! And then yeah, and uh, this the the game is actually going to be uh, a focal point of the show. Nice, and um, he's also the uh, face of the of the product. Okay, that's starting fantastic. the new year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he has a huge network, and that's his realm. 
So that, that's a really good look for us. So that's how we're going to globalize. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he has a plan of action to globalize the brand within a two to three year span. Fantastic. So, yeah. Wow. So that's our plan of action right there. That's great. Where mm-hmm. do you see your brand being in five years? I see us being one of the top three uh, one-stop shops for all your sexual needs and accessories. Mm. Uh, yeah, we have about 30 products on the assembly line, uh, one SKU at a time, obviously, because that's smart marketing. Right. And um, and we have services coming that should pretty much cover the entire gamut. Mm-hmm. Um, we so, you're will adding, be so you're adding adult, you're adding adult novelties as well. Yeah, we're, uh, well, we're adding, uh, uh, you know, adult toys, yeah, right. and uh, right. for sure, Novel as accessories piece, yeah. to the games, yes, novelties, right. yes. yes, and also we're adding a dating service huh? and a tube site, okay. where you will see the game being played, uh, the proprietary game being played on our proprietary site, um, so it'll be sort of like, you know, like when you watch the cam girls, but this is a little different because it'll be couples, it'll be three a couple in a unicorn or a couple in a bull or two couples or three couples. And it just makes for more of a show than just like watching a, a porn clip. So you're it, actually, it becomes, so you're actually going to host your own campsite. It's not going to be a white label. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, well, that's quite an undertaking. Yeah. 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 I know. That's <laughs> what we're working on. So it's, uh, I mean, I know it's going to work just because of the nature of, of, where where you know porn itself is going and where the tubes have taken porn you know the entire industry mm-hmm. as a whole right and um and also the dating side so it just makes sense it right. makes sense you know right um so here's here's a chance to give your elevator pitch uh why <laughs> would why would uh, people buy your products as opposed to other people's well you know what our games are the only games on the market mm-hmm. that have beneficial factors. Mm-hmm. They bridge the gap in communication. They kill the awkwardness. It's free of judgment and criticism. And it's on, it's an ongoing experience every time you play the game. Mm-hmm. This is this is why. Plus, you get the most bang for your buck, literally mm. and figuratively. <laughs> it's three games in one. Hmm. So you got the dice game with different rules. You have the card game with different rules. And then you have the board game with the cards and dice. Right. You buy the game. Right now, we're developing the app. When hmm. the app comes out, you get six months service on the app for free. And nice. that's point, yeah, from the far end and the near end. You can play with another group or another couple elsewhere, and it's completely private. So we're working on the app now. It's under development. So this is hmm. all you get for the price point. Uh, which is cheaper than one session at a couple's therapist. <laughs> you know, and you get no solutions at a couple's therapist with one session. How That's much is called it? orientation. How much is well, your game? Well, the game, the game How- MSRP is at $169.99. Okay. okay. And like right it. now it's on sale for $119.99. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I'm assuming they can primarily get it on your website? You can get you can get it on my website, which is spelt out triple, the letter X, playground.com that's triple x playground.com you can also get it on amazon you also can get it at walmart and we have it on etsy and a couple of other places but mainly you know the website and amazon amazon's kind of a go-to place for most people around the world um at least over here so 
that's where people feel comfortable putting that credit card information and shopping is Amazon. You know, so if it's on Amazon, it's legit. And there you go. It looks, yeah. We, we, we hope except for the knockoff products I bought that ended up being from Amazon. Um, oh, wow. What are, <laughs> we won't go there. Um, or, or just bad products. Um, while you, since you gave your, um, your web address, what about your social media handles? So my social media handle, um, my my primary page on Instagram is triple underscore X underscore playground. And then all the other social medias is triple X playground, spelled just like that. The word triple, the letter X, and the word playground. All social media, Twitter is triple X play G-R-N-D. Okay. We don't have enough letters on there, but pretty much Triple X Playground. You can find us everywhere: YouTube, Pinterest, Tumblr. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. Damn Twitter! They make everything difficult. Um, <laughs> is this is this going to solely an e-commerce business, or are you planning on expanding to brick and mortar? Actually, right now is a uh, um, solely an e-commerce building uh, business. And, but we are already reaching out to brick and mortar companies that uh, we see ourselves um, having a good joint venture with that we could do something really uh, positive and, and make an impact. Um, so we're in talks, but we're not in negotiations just yet, just because right now the way we're going to unveil this first uh, this uh, campaign for the first quarter of the year, mm-hmm. uh, we we want to keep it um, on on e-commerce. At least for one to two quarters. And then after that, we should be looking to place it in pretty much all the brick and mortars across America to start. You know, yeah. Now, now since this will drop in May, um, when should we expect some things like the tube, the cam, the cam uh, platform, and things like that? What are are your plans for that? Yeah. So we are actually. We're actually speaking to uh, to OnlyFans to do something immediate, just to get um, our whistle wet, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, we're developing the platform, um, so okay. I can't give you a concrete time, but I would say probably a year uh, from now, so maybe six months from when this airs. Okay, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Jack, I'd really like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk. And I hope we'll get a chance to do this again real soon. My broker tip today is part five of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. When you decide to sell your website, make sure you have the following information available for potential buyers. Detailed information about your company, your website, and any other aspect of your operation the potential buyers may want to find out about. This should include, for a pay site, a detailed inventory of your content, number of images and number of videos, how much of it is exclusive and how much is non-exclusive, financial information for at least the last three years if your company is that old. This should include sales reports, profit and loss statements, and billing reports. Get all of the information organized in a legible format that a good broker can use to sell your property. If you decide to sell it yourself, organize a list of potential buyers and start the process for contacting them. Be realistic about what your company is worth. In today's market, the kiss of death is overpricing your property. Is there anything a potential buyer needs to know, 
such as, are you being sued? Do you have any substantial debts, etc.? Don't let these things be a surprise to the potential buyer. They'll either find out before the sale and not buy, or they'll find out after the sale and you'll have another lawsuit on your hands. Disclose everything. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Brittany Wilson of the Dungeon Store. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Jack Polo. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.